My Love of Life Energy is a podcast created by Anna Scott. Anna knows that every human being sees life uniquely. In this podcast, she will talk to people and learn from them. These conversations are to shine the brilliance of each human being she speaks to. Join her. After each exploration, you will expand on your insights and see truth and beauty. Good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to my podcast, My Love of Life Energy. And today I am, what's the right word? (laughs) I have reverence for the woman who I'm speaking to. Jewel Swales is my guest. And I've been a student of hers for two years and have watched how I've changed. And this woman is going to knock your socks off when you hear her. (laughs) And thank you. It's great to have you here today. It's wonderful to be here, and I'm not sure I'm going to be knocking anybody's socks off, but um, let's see what happens between you and I. Well, we're, we're here today because um, you have been um, the champion and the, um, the creative idea of the book that's coming out, The Story of Muses. That was your baby. And that's why we're here today. That was the intention of this is that I wanted to interview the people. And it was my dirty secret as I've always wanted to interview you on a podcast. And I was glad this was the reason that I could have it. So it's lovely to be here. Um, And yes, the stories of the muses. um, I had a clear idea about this book. I didn't have such a clear idea about a different story. The first compilation book. That book was definitely born from the students of the class. It came out of the refresher class we did one summer. And I think it was um, J.B. Hollows, actually, who was like, oh, my gosh, you know, we should do a compilation book. And I was like, that sounds a great idea. And I think Rhea had already started IW Press then. So we ran it through her press, of course. Um, And then, you know, we realized this is something we could do every year. We could put a compilation book together because a lot of my students, Anna, are not necessarily going to write a book in their life, you know? So this is a way that I can support people getting their work out there, even if they don't have the wherewithal to do a whole book. And, you know, part of my writing school is about that. It's about supporting people in in getting their work from that solo sport that we do at home, where we put ourselves through torture, out into the world in a new way. And so now the Muse book, came from yes it came from me i wanted to do the method on muse muses big time um because level four is a wild ride let's put it that way and the brave you know it's the brave of heart who who do level who do (laughs) do the muses and and explore them and i wanted to highlight that and showcase that and can i ask you what are what are the muses to you if people didn't know what the muses are, what, what so are you mean? You? What would you like me to run the seven, the name, the seven no. muses? No, no. I mean, you can, but what are they to you? What are they to me? Um, they're just like the parts of us that we are either unaware of or too frightened to live yet. Mm. And what they do is they say, come on, you know, let me, it's like the, I say to my students, well, the muses will kind of coax you out of yourself. And that's what they're doing. They're like, come on, you know, 
dig a little deeper. Otherwise, we're just writing from what we know all the time, all the time, all the time. I know what I know about this. The muses are like texturizing us inside to what we don't yet know about ourselves. What can we explore and how can we explore ourselves um, in, a, in a sort of archetypal way, but not archetypes as in a mother means a mother or a, a siren seductress whore means a whore or anything to do with sex at all. But there's a lot of women I know who've written the muse energy around the siren seductress whore and have been, it's been profound for them to see what that means energetically for them. So, I mean, every level to me is about an uncovering of a human. And I think that levels one, four, and seven, which is what you know, you're doing right now, are really the ones that say, you know, that come on, come on, like look at who you are. And, and that's that uncovering, because when I'm in your classes, so truth be told, I'm I'm a student of jewels. Best money in the world is invest in method writing. I think I'm your biggest supporter. If not, I want to be. <laughs> um, but it's this uncovering. Talk about uncovering and what you're looking at with people. Well, there's a difference between discovering and uncovering. Discovering, mm -hmm. it's almost implies that, oh, I'm just discovering this about myself that I never knew. Uncovering, we kind of always knew. Oh, wow. Holy schmoly. <laughs> say, okay, say more about that, what you mean, because I can feel the energy of it, the well, uncovering. uncovering. Uncovering is the parts of us that we know are dormant, that we're too frightened to live into existence, that we're, we're too humbled to really allow to be part of who we are. And um, discovering, we can't discover that because that almost implies we're discovering something outside of ourselves. Whereas in, as writers and as writers doing the muse level, it's an uncovering. If people can get out of their own way and drop in and, and, then, the, and, then, and then there's that, oh, here we are now. Like, here we are, here I am now. And, you know, just today I heard it in class. Um, and I was just, you know, I'm just, it's profound to watch people who don't quite understand what's happening, but a part of them is, a part of them is aware that whatever that muse is they're doing for that particular week, they've always wanted permission to be her more or to be him more. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm we're so, so domesticated, Anna. We're so domesticated, you know. And you know, I'm talking about this a lot now with your with level seven that you're doing. You know, all this societal pressure to to dormant ourselves. But when you when you dormant yourself, there's still the self there that knows that knows. And so, muses is like a bridge almost, and it's like an, a little quiet invitation and a nudge and a fire, and a kick, and a prod, and a poke, and a yell, you know, like a, will you wake up to me? That's what I mean by uncovering. Oh my God, Jules. <laughs> Do you see that after people 
take your writing classes and they did the muse books that their lives changed or how they showed up changed? You mean the people who have done level four, the muses? Yeah. I think their lives will change whatever, you know, whether they think it has or not. So some people don't like it. They're all grumbled all their way through, but then they might do level five and their writing's completely changed. I have someone where that's the experience now. She grumbled all the way through level four, didn't like it, really felt she was struggling with her writing, lost a lot of confidence. You know, all she needed, to, it would have been so easy for her to bail and to say, I'm not coming back, you know, but she didn't. She's back, she's doing level five and she's writing in a way she's never written before. So for her, it wasn't necessarily the writing of the pieces of muses that was her journey. It was the continuing to show up even though it was hard, even though there was nothing there, even though she couldn't access what she wanted to uncover inside. And somehow, um, the, the biggest uncovering for her was that she kept coming anyway. Oh, wow. And now, now, you know, the blinkers are off. She's writing like an insane woman, better than she's ever written ever before. And she knows it. She's reading her pieces with such confidence and thrill. So sometimes muses looks like that. I've had people who've been so excited to do the muses and then they've just been like, oh my God, like what the hell, I, nothing's working because they had an idea in mind beforehand about what it would be. Well, how can you do that? How can you possibly know what it's going to be beforehand? And why would you want to? Like, where's the joy of un uncovering yourself as a secret to yourself if you think you already know? This whole, um, I'm fascinated because my, my experience of your class is that people become more of who they are through the writing. They're like all of them. And this uncovering and the muses, and I, I see that, I'm so curious, why the muses? Why did you want to start there to publish that work? Well, we didn't. We did the different, a different story. But, but that's, this is the one you wanted to do because it's a tough level and because there's a great deal of juice there the hardest levels like i said are level one because it's all new and you're like well oh my gosh this not was not a writing class i thought i'd signed up for level four because it's nudging a bit more it's nudging and then if you're brave enough to stay till level seven then you know you'll have a remarkable experience like we're witnessing in your writing right now and at the end of the day, you know, when I talk about this, I don't talk about it from a therapeutic perspective. It's definitely a writing perspective, but at times it can seem therapeutic. So if you've got a dormant huntress muse who's always wanted to sort of be a wild huntress woman and she's castrated by domesticity, you know, what an invitation for her to explore her huntress muse in level four. You walk this tightrope between such a lover of the written word and story and a champion for souls to emerge. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and I don't know. That it's that fine line of in between. Like I want you to be your full soul, but I and I want you to express yourself beautifully and eloquently on the page. Is that true? Oh, yeah. I, th I feel so blessed that I've been able to combine my two loves, 
other than dogs, my, which is my main love. <laughs> but my other two loves are, you know, the exploration of human and the exploration of writing. And, you know, when I, yes, so I've married them. I've absolutely married them, which is why my program is a little different to my teachers, because he teaches from, you know, literary perspective and I'm teaching from a more human perspective. So how can you not do a writing class like this without there being a conversation about the exploration of yourself as a human? And even if I don't talk about it in class, people are going through it. And I know that because I went through it myself. What do you, you know, mean? Say more. Well, when I started my class, you know, when I started as a student, I, I absolutely did not know who I was on the page. I didn't know who I, when I was reading my pieces, I would sob every week because who could, who is this person? You know, how, how can I write like this when I've got a voice in my head that's telling me I'm not creative, I'm probably not worth a great deal. Um, nobody's interested in me. I don't know how to punctuate, so I can never be a writer and I should just be like a closet journaler for the rest of my life because I don't have anything interesting to say anyway. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm doing the first level of these classes and I'm like, oh my God, who is this person on the page? And how is this so, you know, I had a conflict of internal intentions. I wanted to marry myself still to my limitations. And then there's this uncovering happening of myself and by the time I got to level four and I did muses and you know I definitely wasn't pushed to the same degree that I hold for my students to do muses you know there's people still talk about one piece I wrote my mother muse and I don't know where I don't know how I was I don't know what happened it was a remarkable piece of writing but it was a remarkable piece of humaning as well so there's a there is a, a I think that's why people come back yes I think they love the fact that they're doing a lot of writing you know every week but I also think that, that they come back because they're falling in love with this uncovering of themselves and they're allowing themselves just in the time that they write to be fully expressed mm. wow what you just said Jules and I think that's what doesn't allow in life. Like that's what's sacred about the writing is you have this period in time where you get to be fully expressed. There's no censorship. No censorship. And there's people who are writing stuff in my classes about their children or their parents or you know, whatever parts that they will never discuss with anybody. And then here they are talking about them in these, writing about them in these classes. And when I say, oh my God, I hope you do a book about X, Y, and oh gosh, no, I would never, I would never do that. But somehow, you know, by writing these, doing the exercises, and I think the exercises help because the muse is, the muse exercise is just saying, okay, just do this. It's not saying do this so something will happen. The directive is just do this and then see what happens. Yeah, you, you, you speak, the thing that I quote about you is show up with nothing on your mind and let genius work through you, let genius find you. And isn't that the ideal way to live? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wouldn't, right? <laughs> show up with nothing on your mind and let life live you. 
Do you realize how radical that is? I realize, I realize that the notion of it appears radical, but it only feels radical to our domestication or domestic or domestication. It only seems radical to that. And, it, you know, that's kind of sad to some degree. And it, it is, you know, really interesting how we've got it so backwards that we're supposed to work so hard at life. And in doing that, we get so distanced from life, whereas, you know, it's really just about getting very ordinary, very, very ordinary, very quiet, very ordinary. Somebody wrote a piece today about how loud she is when she's quiet. And it's not the same sort of loud that she's used to being. And on the page, she finds herself very very quiet, but very loud in her quietness. And I just love that. Mm. You know, power isn't noisy. It's palpable. Wow. And, right? Wow. And why every minute don't we want to be empty? You know, empty, 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 as Muji says. And then see how we can be lived. So creative <laughs> genius has so much more better ideas for us than we have for ourselves, both on the page and in our lives. You know, it's I, I just am seeing right now. It's um, what you're really offering is a microcosm of how to live life, and I hadn't seen that. I, I mean, I. There's a power in that if you really see that this is the opportunity is to see I can I can empty myself at any moment and watch life live through me, just not when I'm in writing class. So if you Google, you know, in writing, you're supposed to show, not tell, right? So if you Google show, don't tell, you're going to have all these interesting articles come up. And what I think that the muse level does, and, and probably all the levels to some degree, or maybe method writing as a whole, is it says, hey, human, let me give you this exercise to do, which is going to keep you, it's going to be hard to do it. It's going to keep you really focused. So the exercises are like these little gems, and they're like, look over here, human, look over here now, focus on me, I want all of your attention. And to do it well and to do the exercise for class, you need to really pay attention. So when you're doing that and you're paying attention to the exercise, guess what you're not doing? Paying attention to all of your domestication and your thinking. <laughs> and you can't be in both those places at once. And so when the exercise pulls your energy to the page, gets you focused, creative genius says, okay, now I can slide in here. <laughs> <laughs> Home base, here I come, baby. <laughs> Home base, here I come. And and then that and then creative genius or life or God, whatever language you want to use, that like energy, everything's energy, it sort of does. It comes through us and through our articulation and our individualized sense of writing and sense of self, it then puts itself with us onto the page. And with the muses, the more we get out of the way and let that happen, the, the more extraordinary the journey. And I'm really curious because this is one of the things I'm just beginning to learn how to dance with is how to use creative genius 
and the editing, like not to turn off. Like I, I think I used to think that creative genius would come in and would give me my ideas, but I'm seeing that creative genius is always available, even in the editing or final products, like getting a product out, not the, not the, the oh yeah, have, you have to use creative genius for everything, not just the you know the the product of life as well and the process of life. Um, so, so that's the dance right there. That's that's where Archetole talks about. You know, be the dance and the dancer. That's it. Be the editor. Be the process and and work on the product, but still still be open to creativity and that's why now the ego will say oh but i really love that last line but creative genius might say it would be a lot better if you got out sooner and cut the whole last stanza and you're like no i don't want to so that's the you know that's the ego versus creative genius like what do you listen to you cut everything after you know you cut the whole last stanza you put it somewhere else they it's called killing your darlings you use it for another time <laughs> <laughs> I've got a whole file that's called Kill My Darlings. And you use it for another time. But editing is, um, you know, if you have confidence that creative genius is going to meet you on the page as a writer, you're going to have confidence that it's going to, you know, you're going to be able to edit from that same place. It just has a different, it has a different flavor. It has a different, has a different flavor. Because that was, in, to get this book out, the authors in this book all had to go back and edit. Like they had to return to this material and then meet with their, I know for myself, that was probably the biggest thing. It wasn't the writing. It was going back and editing. That's where it became difficult, but I didn't see it was just my thinking. I forgot creative genius. Yeah. And, and then we judge our pieces. Oh my God, I can't believe I wrote that. Or we think, oh my God, I can't believe I wrote that depending on whether we've had a good day or not or whether we're tired or not, or whether we've just been pissed off by somebody or not. We, we will judge our work dependent on our mood, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's what's, you know, I do it. I judge my work. To, and so I always know not to edit when my mood is low because, you know, I'll just put myself through a ringer of, of insecurity. But you, you, you often tell the writers, you can't be a judge of your work. You can't be a judge of your work, but you still have to edit it before you send it out to be edited. I have to edit my work two or three times before I send it to my editor. Um, yeah, but there's something wisdom about the not um, being the judge of your work. That's a gift. Yeah, but I mean, we still are the judge. It's like, no matter how many times I say, you know, you don't, you, it's, ego, it's egoic to think, you know, and if you're going to judge your work, at least judge it up and tell yourself it's better than everybody else's, you know? <laughs> Why do we always judge ourselves down in comparison, you know? It's because we've been so domesticated to do, to be smaller and to not shine and, and not. And I think with muses, Anna, it's like, okay, just for these seven weeks, I'm going to let yeah. it out. Uh, that, yeah, and that is, Jules, that's the, the beauty of, your writing class is you would you said you'll fall in love with yourself on the pages to fall in love with yourself on the pages and it's to fall in love with the mystery of who we are and to watch it coming to life i mean that's what i see has happened through this work yeah and to fall in love with the mystery of life you yeah. know exactly um and and 
yeah, there's such there's such a marvelous invitation in that. Just a, a, an extraordinary invitation. Now I'm just reflecting on on that, the enormity of that. Mm -hmm. And how we've got so lost in the busyness of everything, the busyness of movement, the busyness of life and the busyness of noise. And we were talking this morning about where do we talk from in our bodies even? And have mm. most people talk from the chin up, you know? And um, one gal was reading a piece and she was definitely talking from her body in a whole other way. And it was just remarkable to hear. Our body has so much information for us energetically. And so the mu it makes sense that the muse energies in that we use the body to find them. Yeah. And when people say, well, I don't know what energy is, you know, um, go Google it, what, go look at what the definition for energy is and then and listen to your body because your yeah. body is life living itself. Mm, the aliveness. We are um, coming to the end of our podcast interview for the story of the muses and I, I could do this. I could do this once a week. Talk to you, <laughs> no doubt, because it's so alive. You practice what you preach. You live your. You live your talk. Thank you, Anna. Yeah. So people, if they want to find out about you and they want to buy the book, where do we direct them? Where do you want to direct them, Jules? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, well, I don't really know in this minute. Okay. Well, I do. <laughs> I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I mean, because you have I, to understand. I might be the heart of the method on muses. I'm definitely not the production of it. And I have okay, to thank well, you know, the others for that. So you probably know more than I do where the people need to okay, go. Okay, so two things. So if you're interested in becoming a better writer and in, if you're interested in uncovering who you really are, please Google www.jewelswales.com and sign up for one of our method writing classes. There's Can I just add something quickly to yeah. that? So um, because, you know, one of my students has a book coming out with Simon and Schuster in the fall, I do think the entry level classes are going to be packed pretty early. I'm already getting quite a lot. So I'm just going to launch the classes a bit earlier right now. So um, if you are, if someone is looking for a spot, there's, because I keep the entry level class small, they need to jump in sort of sooner rather than later. Great. I will put that up there and then I will put a link to the in the bio of where to buy our book and yeah, where to buy the book exactly because if you want to find out more about how the muses work individually with people read each chapter and you'll be like well how do all these people have a different take on the crone hagwitch muse or the medusa muse how could they possibly see and feel it so differently how might i then see and feel it right and that's what you're always a champion of, Jules, is how I might. What's the truth of who I am and how do I show up? So with that, <laughs> I thank you very much for this time. Thank you, Anna. It's been wonderful, as always. Yeah.